housekeeping. Yeah, you already know what it is, but just in case you don't, it's the Self-Medicated Podcast. Here, as always, I am your host, The Wayfair, here with the captain of the igloo, and we are here to take care of the housekeeping for this week's episode. So, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at the Self-Med Pod. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to this at, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Alexa, Stitcher, fucking... What's the other ones? Go on Podbean. That's where we're hosted. Like YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, all of that shit. Instagram. We, we are there. Yeah, we are there. Uh, so go check us out. Uh, follow, subscribe, leave a review, share, comment, all that good shit. Do all of the all of the things. Most important thing though is you can uh, that you can do is share it with people that you think will fuck with it. So um, share, 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 share. Um, at this point, I'm, I don't even know if we should be announcing the over-the-counter episodes because <laughs> we're trying out the uh, <clears throat> the the uh, clubhouse experiment. I've been yeah. investigating some Patreon, but we'll figure out what to do. But there is the over-the-counter uh, series uh, that exists, and I will let y'all know when to tune into that. But just a Facebook Live. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something, something. I feel like is Facebook Live might be more accessible to people than... Um, clubhouse because everybody don't have clubhouse yet. Definitely, definitely. Can you go live from the podcast page? Or does on, it have to be individual on account? YouTube? No, uh, on uh, Facebook. You can go live on Facebook. Yeah, I believe so. Or were you talking about YouTube? Because you did said I say Facebook? Facebook? Yeah, I'm old. You, you own Facebook. Everybody, today. Everything is Facebook. <laughs> 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 Facebook is another word for the internet. <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> Yes, I'm in YouTube Live. My bad. Okay, YouTube Live. That oh, way. yeah, that is an option. I feel like that's better than Instagram, to be honest. Yeah, depending on your following, for sure. Yeah. They probably don't have as many limitations as... Because mm-hmm. uh, you just got the small-ass screen when you're on um, on your phone, when you're on Instagram, whereas right. you can get on your laptop or your computer or something. Got the whole thing. YouTube, yeah. That's a good point. Speaking of YouTube, go follow us on YouTube. Go mm-hmm. check out the clips. Uh, we have a clip. Clip page up and running Hella clips on there Clips from all of the episodes that we do uh, So make sure you go check out uh, And subscribe to our YouTube page It's the Self-Medicated Podcast uh, Let's see Do you remember who we did for Organic Shout Out last week? Because I ain't post chaos So uh, mm, That's a great question I can last get week, the notes Did we Yeah we recorded last week yeah, last week was the first week brought back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I remember this. This was the uh, uh, Millennial Jamaicans. Oh, with the trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I need to I make forgot. sure I post them. But this week's organic shout-out goes to Mind of a Man podcast. It's at mind underscore of underscore a underscore man <laughs> underscore podcast. Slut underscores. Yeah. So it's basically mind of a man podcast with underscores uh, in between every single word. Uh, but this is a podcast where men have manversations about topics they <laughs> ra- rarely discuss. It's a funny word. Yeah. Manversations. Because it don't, it's not conversations. Manversations. Manversations. But that sounds dope to me. It sounds like some shit that I would be behind. Uh, some shit we try to dive into a little bit mm-hmm. here on this podcast but it's hosted by james bush um so make sure you go check them out make sure you tell them that the self-medicated podcast sent you 
Um, and go check them out, man. I think, uh, yeah, they 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 be rolling over there at Mind of a Man podcast. I like the format because it's either just him or a guest, um, which I think is pretty dope. Which I which I think is pretty dope. <clears throat> um, all right, man. That's that's housekeeping. Let's get into the show. Hear ye, hear ye, you already know what it is, but just in case you have no clue what the fuck is going on, it's the Self-Medicated Podcast, and I am your host, The Wayfair, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And this has been confirmed. Uh, a.k.a. Young Wastradamus, here as always, with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, a.k.a. The Box Hunter, <laughs> a.k.a. One Pop Poppy, a.k.a. the Bottom Feeder, a.k.a. the Black Kevin Sorbo, a.k.a. Young Black Hercules, a.k.a. the strongest nigga any of you know. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, man. What, what What's good? How are you? How are you feeling? I would like to start off with some grievances. Um, I'm going to bring this up before you can bring it up. Uh, <laughs> that's, all right, preemptive. I like it. Um, go ahead. That's what you losers usually do, but go ahead. <laughs> We had the chili cook-off. Facts. We've been talking about doing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you won by a landslide. Mm-hmm. Um, three to one. Yes. We already know who the one was. <laughs> I felt like it was a little biased going in, but you did. I will give you props. You made a good chili. It's definitely a chili that stands out. Um, it's not a chili I would consider a chili, but, you know. What would you consider it? Just the level of sweetness it reminded me more of like a barbecue joint style baked bean, okay, than a like a chili because I I don't really think of chili and think sweet, you know. Okay, but that's that was um, one of the main components of yours. It was good. Don't get me wrong, but in the pure if if I'm being a pure chili guy, I don't know if I would consider that chili, but it was tasty. I, I'll give you your props. So I mean. I, I appreciate the sideways problem, the problem. backhanded but, right, yeah, the, the backhanded compliment. But um, isn't isn't a a, a, a cook off or a, a cooking competition about what the people taste? It's not up to us. Oh, you want to talk about the prefer. people? What the people were tasting? It's not up to us and what we prefer. It's right. about what the people, the judges mm. prefer. So that's not necessarily up well, to me. Who are the judges? That's not necessarily up to me. The okay. other point that I would make that. is okay. in terms of the voting, mm-hmm. I actually, using your same logic, would argue that it should have been unanimous. Mm. Because I think you voted for yourself just so that you wouldn't have zero votes. That's not why I voted for myself. Okay. I told you, as a pure chili guy, I couldn't with right uh, with a uh, clear conscience vote for that because that would just it's something different it's maybe it's a new style of chili i don't know let's 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 just say we didn't call the meal that we made chili right who had the better bowl of edible uh shit that night (laughs) shit (laughs) um i'm still gonna go with myself because um Mine's was more nuanced and complex as far as flavoring, um, mm, as far I, as the ingredients that were put into it. 
uh, we, that obviously isn't debatable because neither one of us know our grocery list for that chili. I know what your grocery list was. You don't. I can tell you at least four things you put in there. I can tell you four things you put in your shit, too. And the four things aren't beef or beans. Yeah, same. Okay, go ahead, brother. What no, you, what you go ahead because you oh, okay. said your shit was you so You got some brown sugar, right? Right? You're not going to. You said four things. Yeah, I'm saying well, that's one of them, right? You're supposed to say yes. I don't have to. When I get it right, you're supposed to say yes. I'll let you know what percentage of uh, the four that brother. you got right. It was sugar in there. How about that? Um, it was sugar. It was jalapeno. Wrong. See, I saw the jalapeno <laughs> seeds in there. <laughs> there were no jalapeno seeds in there. What was that pepper with the seed? Green pepper. Mm-mm. It was spicy. The yeah, spice left, came from somewhere. I left those peppers from the green and red peppers. Uh, uh, those spicy. The little okay. seeds in there. I left those in there. Culinary mistake number one. Um, but that's where the spice came from. That's That type of spice wasn't cayenne. Um, it was, it was, it tasted like jalapeno. Okay. Not a single jalapeno in there. Mm. So mm-hmm. at this point, you're okay. just wrong. Okay, so, what was in there then, brother? The breaking down. What the fuck? What the, you want a rematch, and then you want me to tell you my I'm not going to make the same chili. <laughs> I know that. You can't. So what so, are you scared of? I'll tell you my ingredients. I mean, I have. I, I can tell you a few ingredients. Brown sugar, for sure. Uh, there's some cumin in there. Well, okay. <laughs> there's some chili powder in there. Oh, you know name. Okay, this nigga. <laughs> most generic. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I put two types of chili powder and two types of paprika. What was the spice in there? Um, the spice honestly was just cayenne pepper. I had no Your other Your cayenne pepper tastes different than my cayenne pepper. It's, a, usually, it's yeah. an artisan cayenne. Because, <laughs> like, cayenne pepper hits your mouth differently. Yours is more of an aftertaste. Pause. <laughs> Yours, like, filled the mouth more. Like, you could taste it all on your palate. Or mine's is, like, more of a, like a tongue, back of the throat yeah, I spice. You, I think what it is is uh, because I started cooking it the day before the competition, mm, so that mm. that cayenne got to really settle into mm, shit. Got you. And I think that's the key for the sweet spicy balance because sugar can't be added too late or mm. too early because mm. it'll fuck up, like it'll mm. start crystallizing and mm-hmm. shit. But if you put the spicy shit in, it'll start to get that full body spicy. Yeah. That um, is definitely something you had me beat on. You had let yours cook much longer than I yeah, did. I only true. got like three, four hours on mine. That is true. Yeah. Which I, I could take a little bit of blame for Because I probably fucked up On the podcast schedule part <laughs> Somewhere But um, Yeah um, Okay I So was, when's the rematch? Uh, I just don't feel like eating chili for a while being Yeah same, same. I'm Let's try it chili. again um, What did they say this winter ends in March? March End of March Yeah let's try it maybe before March ends Alright <clears throat> Are there any other c- cooking competitions You're interested in losing? Um, no, because I don't plan on losing. And also, we're going to have a non-biased judges. I feel like I walked into a setup, to be honest. I, 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 so. I was told there's going to be six to, eight, six to eight different people in there. I was Same. like, all right, let me aim for the masses. But I was never informed that those six to eight people were showing up. Same. Same. It's your house. So. I still wasn't informed that they weren't coming. So, I walked into a room where it's you... The Haitian sensation and then one of your homies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what kind of conversation was had before I got there. I really, you know, there could have been some skullduggery going on. Who knows? Um, so do you want to? Do you? I'll, do you want to pick the judges for the next round? 
I just don't think we should be judging. The people that cook this shouldn't be judging. I agree with that. We shouldn't have a vote. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That part, I do agree with that. So um, next time we maybe get three, not impartial, but because that'll be hard because we right. people we know. <laughs> our people, right? <laughs> Definitely not these times picking up strangers off the street. So <laughs> maybe trying to find some non-biased um, participants to be judges, then we can do, do it. Then I'm going to come with the full gusto and let my chili cook for longer than three hours. That that would be wise. Um, <laughs> speaking of being wise, mm-hmm. I have a I have a take, Uh-oh. and this builds off of um, uh, the Super Bowl last week, but also some other shit that I've been noticing. And uh, I mentioned this to you a little bit a little bit earlier, but uh, and also side note, this is the closest to props for Tom Brady that you'll ever hear me give. <laughs> but. Um, I think there's an interesting phenomenon going on with our generation and our OGs or the people that we look at as OGs mm-hmm. um, and the way that they are redefining age. Um, okay. And I'm talking about the people who serve as kind of, uh, uh, shit, I don't even know what the word is. Idolic? Idol- idolic? I think it's idolic. Idolic okay. fig- figures? Uh, for young people, as we like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, Mm-mm. no, that's not the word. Idolic idols, iconic, idyllic, idyllic. I know what that means. Okay, I'm talking so about I- idolizing someone. Is idolic a word? Yeah, idolizing works. Yeah. Individuals that have been idolized in our so society. individuals who have been <laughs> idolized by like our generations, and, yeah, 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 our generation and folks younger than us, um, in terms of just like kind of that inspiration, kind of that like high level um, aspiration, like oh, I want to be like this person, or oh, I want to do the things that this person does. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who are doing that now and are most visibly doing that in uh, different arenas are kind of redefining what it means to do that in old age or as older people. Mm. Um, I'm talking about uh, sports and entertainment fields, Mm -hmm. which seem to be very ageist, right? Uh, Very tailored towards younger people. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the most recent examples of the, that kind of bucking that trend of youthfulness and youth being the most valued part of uh, what they do is uh, Tom Brady, obviously, just went in the Super Bowl. He's, what, 72 years old? How old yeah, is he? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there. Give or take. Some, 30, something like that. Years. Um, <laughs> just went in the Super Bowl. Then you have LeBron James, who is getting up there in age. Year 18. Year 18, still dunking on niggas' heads, mm-hmm. right? Um, still winning championships. Um, then you have somebody like Jay-Z who uh, has a feature on a new album that came out or a soundtrack. soundtrack yeah. Judas and the Black Mas- and Messiah. And regardless of how you feel about his verse, me personally, he's just getting better at the art of rapping. Like mm-hmm. he's just getting, he's mm-hmm. becoming a better rapper somehow mm-hmm. in year fucking 30. I don't understand that. But like, those three people, I think, kind of embody this this shift of perception of age and getting good at what you do. I think for a lot of us, 
once you start getting older, that signifies having to be more uh, intellectual or heady, mm-hmm. right? More, more smart with what you do. Yeah. And uh, I think as with age comes wisdom. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but what I think the those three folks that I mentioned are uh, kind of breaking the mold is still maintaining their respect, number one, in mm-hmm. their old age, mm-hmm. uh, maintaining their level of productivity, mm. uh, which is, I think, the probably the biggest thing. But then the yeah, other thing on top of sports. that, especially in sports. Um, but then the other thing on top of that, I think, is the um, just their rep follows them right mm-hmm. like there is not a room you can't i don't give a fuck how old you are you could be a vet or you could be a rookie if you end up on the same team as lebron james you're going to follow that program <laughs> right like that's yeah. just what it is if you i don't give a fuck if you've been in the league in the nfl for 12 years mm-hmm. or this your rookie year you're gonna do what the fuck tom brady says yeah. if you somehow miraculously get signed to rock nation you're following your directions Straight from Jay-Z. You're going to do what the fuck they say. And there's not much that's going to make you not want to listen to them, right? True. Um, And I think they have built the equity within our culture to have that kind of faith and following. And I think that's something that um, has been missing for basically a generation, Mm. right? When a lot of our leaders or the OGs were locked up. And so there was no direction for young people to look at or follow or footsteps to follow. Um, and I'm looking at uh, these folks as kind of rebranding that or, like, uh, re- reviving that spirit of, like, mm-hmm. respecting the old folks because not only did they do what you're trying to do, they do it still really <laughs> fucking good. They're actually yeah. getting better at what they're doing. And they kind of just know what it is at this point. Um, and I just think that's dope. I think that's a good point. Um, I feel like in the past, historically – you know, sports, young people have had difficulty taking advice from older people because they haven't had that same level of production. They or might success. have had to, re- yeah, they might have had to respect because of what they did in the past. Right. But I felt like a lot of times young niggas are like, you can't even do this no more. You, mm-hmm. You're out of your prime. So, like, they'll listen but not necessarily have taken into account what's being told to them. But now I feel like people are still listening because these people are still sharp. You know, they're still doing their thing. So kudos to those individuals um, that are still being able to be relevant at a high level. So, like, for example, an example would be for, like, us in terms of podcasting. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at um, a newer podcast that is popular slightly different than an older podcast mm. that has been consistent and popular, right? Like shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah, we're gonna look at <laughs> Joe Rogan, Joe Budden, fucking brilliant idiots, mm-hmm. some of the uh some of the scripted podcasts that exist for a long time. Man. Like we're gonna look at those as establishments yeah. versus when we look at eighty five South Show mm. versus you know what I'm saying? These yeah. kind of newer shows that are dope as fuck, yeah. lit as fuck, but they're new money. <laughs> in the podcast game, right? True. So it, it, it's a different level of respect, or mm-hmm. or um, the newer people seem more like competition. And yeah, like elders. <laughs> Maybe that's something that we can learn from, though. If we view people who are successful the mm-hmm. same way that we view elders in terms of trying to learn from them and their mm-hmm. success, to trying to soak up game instead of treating them like 
they can be competition, but maybe don't mm-hmm. treat them like competition. And like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that, that shit. That sounds like a really good way to go about life to me. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely have mutual respect for your peers and even people you are competing against. Because if they aren't good, you're not going to get better. Like so, who important. are our competitors? Uh, the seventy million other podcasts that aren't in the top ten <laughs> uh, iTunes and yeah. Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So I think it's a matter of, for us. It's just a matter of being diligent and consistent and striving to improve. That'll get us to the level of those top 10 podcasts and also help us get that longevity as some of the older podcasts, like you mentioned the Rogue and the, and the um, Joe Budden podcast that I've been doing it for five plus years. Cause part of it is part of it is being prepared, right? Part of it is uh, just waiting on your opportunity and doing everything that you can to be prepared for that. Tom Brady is who I'm talking mm-hmm. about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being ready. Right, right yeah. for your for your shine. Um, part of it is figuring out uh, how to take your God given talents and maximize them. That's the LeBron, mm. right? Figuring out how to invest in yourself yeah. <laughs> and those yeah. everything. That's the LeBron. True. In terms of whole figuring out how to take a art form that is. Um, by nature kind of braggadocious and exaggerated and figure out how to make that actually reflect your actual lifestyle while mm. still giving game and lessons. Mm. Right. That to me is what Hove is doing right now. So like all of them are doing these things. They're like maintaining their um, excellent performance mm-hmm. while also teaching lessons, bringing people on like they're doing so much other yeah. than just winning. I'm the type of person who, like, all of my sports affiliations are based on winning traditions. I'm a Yankees Mm -hmm. fan. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a 49ers fan. So I like um, organizations that have demonstrated a tradition of excellence. Like, you are invested in winning and being the best at what you do. You have a sports team, so you're going to try to be the best sports team. I fuck with that. Um, And at this point, it's kind of hard not to fuck with Brady because that's literally what he's about. I just think he's overrated. Personally, he also went to Michigan and played for the Patriots, so I can't. What do you have against Michigan? I'm an Ohio State fan. Um, So, like, it's just been very rooted. But one thing that I can shout out is just excellence, Mm. right? Like, like that's Mm. at the end of the day, you do this to win. So, like, I I always have to give props to people who have – who have that embedded in them, winning embedded in them, and then an extra level of respect goes to people who can translate that to others around them. Like, mm. that is really pretty dope. Yeah, I agree. Pretty dope. Um, uh, Are you doing anything for Valentine's Day this year? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely am. Valentine's this day, <laughs> Valentine's Day this year for me was uh, it's an interesting thing because okay. it's the first Valentine's Day since getting engaged mm. and um you know there are some differences in what I think should be happening and what 
the Haitian sensation thing should be happening for this particular Valentine's Day. Okay. I feel like I have pretty much, and this is just me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is makes sense or not, but in my head, I've pretty much covered all holidays until we get married. <laughs> if it only worked that way. If, if only, if only, if only, if only. So like, I that's how I feel in my right, head. Like right. I've kind of. I've kind of bought the ultimate gift, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, but it doesn't. Did you buy the ultimate gift, or are you giving the ultimate gift? Both. Because it sounds what, like you bought a bride when you say that. Um. The only reason I'm hesitating is because that's not inaccurate, but it sounds really bad, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right? Like that. I feel yeah. like weddings are the man's gift to a woman. The wedding? Yeah. Like, the marriage itself. Because I feel like most guys can operate without getting I think, married. I think the wedding, the the marriage is the guy's gift to the girl. The wedding? No, they're That's both. That's also the woman's yeah. gift. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they're good. What she envisioned and what she All of it is for it. the women, though. Yeah. That's Let's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a gift. It's... A lot of times it's a reluctant gift. <laughs> yeah, there. This is all of this is gifts to the women mm-hmm. from the proposal. Mm-hmm. They get the nice ring to the actual ring to the ceremony they get a to the party, actual marriage itself. Wedding and shower, all of the yeah. Merits and even if the marriage itself goes bad, it's still beneficial. So, like, this is all. Yeah. Mm. Only thing the man get that strictly, I think, for the man is the bachelor party. And a lot of times, a lot of guys, their mates impose restrictions on them, which kind of sucks. Then I guess you can say the marriage, um, having that partner for your lifetime is a gift, but that shit is also a curse. So, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> what really is the most beneficial thing in a marriage for a man? You also got to think about, too, just kind of the inception of marriage, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, the purpose, the real purpose of marriage has nothing to do with love. It has to do with creating and expanding wealth and power. Yep. Right. And so if that's the case, then a lot of the responsibility of the maintenance of that power should fall on the woman. The man is the one who's making the uh, the ask and the kind of logistical arrangements to maintain mm-hmm. that, <laughs> right? Yeah. So then they should, under that kind of um, layout of rules, then it should then be, I don't know, a little bit more onus in terms of the ceremony and mm-hmm. the relationship part mm-hmm. to be on the women. I say all of that to say uh, Valentine's Day <clears throat> will be happening in my household. I don't know what we're <laughs> going to be doing. Um, we're probably just going to be chilling. Like it's it's not really a conducive to doing shit. If yeah. that makes sense. Especially um, now, it's just not. Yeah. I was going to see if you wanted to do like um, patio brunch at Frontier. Mm. You did say that's popping on Sundays, right? Yeah. Um, and I think they do have some Valentine's specials, but it's just like, yeah. it's Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just everything is awkward with with coronavirus and I don't know. Everything is just strange. It's weird times. I I saw a post um, earlier today where someone I follow on Instagram, some woman, she was saying that how traditionally Valentine's Day is a day that has been somewhat sad for her, or she feels. Feels as if she will never receive love because all she really sees is people posting themselves with their significant others where they're like, you know, doing something romantic or showing affection and love. I think it's kind of fucked up that that happens because at the end of the day, it's it's a uh, commercial holiday and none of that stuff really matters because a lot of times people just be faking. So it's unfortunate that this type of holiday can make people feel that certain way. But I guess also that's up on the, up to the person to realize that and kind of see through the bullshit and kind of, you know, figure out something to do for themselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> it's that same typical FOMO, right? Like, mm. That social media provides like, oh, shit, nobody loves me. Nobody <laughs> fucks with me like this. At the end of the day, though, what people need to realize is it's a good Probably 60% of the shit you see is some fake shit or yeah. somebody sends them their own shit. Uh, we might have to cut this part out, but I'll share. Mm. Uh, I had someone hit me up. <laughs> I had someone hit me up asking for flowers because their man hmm? wouldn't. The fuck? Yeah, it's a complicated situation. But uh, Was that to make the, him jealous? or uh, It was twofold. It okay. was, one, to make him jealous, mm-hmm. and two, to show that she got something on Valentine's Day. Wow. Right? So, like... Women or something else. Something else. But that kind of goes to what you were just talking about in terms of the FOMO, mm-hmm. of, like, I don't want to feel like, or anyone else to look at me like I'm not lovable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I don't want to mm-hmm. feel not lovable. Like, goddamn... Mm-hmm. One of the homies can send me some flowers, right? Like, somebody, like, it don't even have to be a romantic person. And that's kind of why that person asked me. It's like, we're not on that that type of thing. But it's just like, yeah. You send me something. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, like, just even that, it's just like, it's not even about actually being in love. It's about. Other people viewing me as lovable, (laughs) which is wild as hell. Would you care as much if you couldn't post what you did or what you received? Exactly. And and that's why I think that probably contributed a lot to my perception of, shit, I bought a ring. I don't need to do Mm -hmm. nothing else. I've Mm -hmm. given the ultimate proclamation of love. Mm. But no, that's not what this day is about. It's about those. It's about materialistic gestures. And thoughtfulness, I think, is what it, the root of it is. It's like, yo, this is a day that everybody is doing this, so you also have to do it mm-hmm. and figure out a way to make it special for me. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, the for me part, um, I don't know if I've talked about it before in the podcast, but one of my uh, opinions is that women always claim to want romance or really enjoy romance, but they aren't very romantic themselves. So the thing they enjoy is the thing they expect someone else to do for them, but they aren't really doing it for other people, right? So Mm. historically speaking, I always assumed Valentine's Day was just the day that the woman receives gifts. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, 
it's the man's responsibility to do these romantic gestures, pay for the nice dinners or trips, whatever have you. <clears throat> whatever have you. Yes. <laughs> so it's only been recent where I've learned that women are actually buying men gifts for Valentine's Day. I didn't realize that was a thing till much later in life because all I've really seen or what I've really done was um, buy gifts for women. So this is piggyback off of something I saw on social media where Cardi B said um, mm. that men deserve gifts, which I was surprised to hear because it's a whole lot of men deserve nothing <laughs> going around. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, <clears throat> to, to um, close the point, I'm trying to make, do you think you should get something for Valentine's Day or do you expect something or what are your thoughts on man getting gifts? I do not expect anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, I deserve something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but do you think the gift should be romantic or thoughtful? So so here's the thing, man. Having expectations will get you disappointed. Will get you disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, that's the most fascinating thing about being in a relationship and celebrating Valentine's Day. Mm. Literally that It's like somehow mm -hmm. <laughs> 364 days out the year <laughs> I can take care of you Every one of those days In all ways that you can't even imagine yourself Yeah, yeah. But if I don't get you flowers on this day mm -hmm. Then I don't love you. None of that shit means anything mm -hmm. And I don't love you And you literally legitimately Women will question how you feel about them based on your behavior on this day. Yeah. And they'll also make excuses based on your behavior on this day. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, um, how do I say this? Ungratefulness. Yeah. Or people not being considerate of what you currently are giving them and have historically given them in the past for a temporary emotion and feeling of a, a certain holiday or a current holiday or whatever. So at, at, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. If you expect a birthday gift, mm -hmm. a Valentine's Day gift, mm -hmm. a Christmas gift, mm -hmm. anniversary, anniversary gift, mm -hmm. and also random sporadic gifts, you got to shut the fuck up about dating brokenness. Like you have to, you have to stop. You cannot, you have to stop. You have you have to cut it out. Like you don't go into goddamn Aldi's looking for the best quality cut steak mm -hmm. available. Mm -hmm. That's not what you go there for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of people complaining about their relationship status or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Walking into motherfucking Aldi's mm. looking for. Morton steak, like, fam, no, that's that's. that's Why do you think that is? Why do they have that skewed perception or expectation? I think it's the same thing that feeds into a lot of the gender norms that exist mm. uh, within relationships in American society. I think it has to do with just a lot of the way that we are raised mm -hmm. generally, like just kind of the these ideals that are implanted as the norm. Mm -hmm. Which ain't necessarily normal, I, and I have a thing about the concept of normal because normal mm -hmm. is just whatever you were raised with. 
<laughs> like that's literally the definition yeah, of normal. Yeah, true. Um, so like it's I don't know that that's weird, but I think it, it what it is is I think that at this point in time, Valentine's Day represents um, a day of being showered with love, affection, mm-hmm. and if you don't have an individual to do that for you, which has also been pressed onto us in this, in this society of like, there's one person that should make you feel this way. (laughs) Then anyone who makes you feel this way should be eligible for the right to shower you with those goods. Right. So like Mm -hmm. it starts getting mixed up and twisted and and weird when like, for me, like what would be dope about Valentine's day is celebrating love. Call me crazy. But like, but like, on some Barney shit. I love you. You right. love me. Like this is love. This is a day to celebrate mm-hmm. the concept of love. So like, let's dive into the things that made us fall in love with each other. Mm. And that, and again, even still, that doesn't necessarily have to extend outside of a romantic relationship. That could be true. friendships. Like, damn, true. I love you, fam. <laughs> like, this is why I love you. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. I love. went out to have dinner with one of my friends on Valentine's Day. And I think that's dope because to yeah. me, that's what Valentine's Day is. It's a celebration of love. And mm. then it gets perverted down and watered down into True. all kinds of other shit. But Facts. like, this nigga preaching. Yeah. So, like, to me, that that's where, like, yeah, I would be happy to have a gift. Mm. I think, like, expecting it might be wrong because of how this day has been positioned. But, like, yeah, that would be the right thing to do. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you love me, yeah. bitch. True. Damn. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Um, but yeah, I, and I will say this too: the the Haitian sensation has showed out for sweetest days and Valentine's days in the mm. past. So I have no complaints there. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty nice. She's pretty a nice. very great gift giver. She's will, amazing. I've observed that both of you guys are. You both give each other very useful, beneficial gifts that you. It's just thoughtfulness. When you're yeah. around someone all the time, you gotta sleep with them. Like you, you have to be. You gotta. Yeah, like. <laughs> Cause uh, like, do be forcing you to sleep yeah, <laughs> no, dead ass. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, that sleep is not good to me either. Like, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. especially when they ask for it, cause they needy then. Mm-hmm. So that means they want to be, they want to lay in a certain position, cause that's what they, like, you know what I'm saying. That's another sacrifice, man. And it's make like that women usually don't appreciate. Man, you have. Oh God. Whew. That's a podcast for a different yeah, day. So we we gonna have to dive <laughs> into that to another one. Man, I was. I was fresh up off of of a nap. Mm. Shorty was like, uh, "Can you can you come lay with me to help me go to sleep?" I'm like, "Fam, no." Yeah, no. I have <laughs> now at this point. I have things to do. Mm. I don't want to lay in the bed anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the way you want me to lay is restricting my access to my laptop or my phone. Even mm. if I wanted to try to do some business when I do this, mm. also you'll be asleep in five minutes. Nigga, mm. go to sleep. <laughs> like, like, just shut the fuck up. Go to sleep. You'll wake up to me. How about that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, get the fuck. And it's it usually true. happens after I've been grinding and working all day. She done took a nap, mm-hmm. finished, like, woke up, refreshed, was able to finish all the shit you got to do. Now come here, come not do what you've been grinding throughout that whole time to do. Uh, don't no <laughs> and it's not nothing against you like yeah that's i can't thing. lay down yeah. right now i just can't yeah. do that right now period they tend to take it personal they do and most of the times it's about produ- productivity yeah to help honestly them get the valentine's day gifts they want <laughs> shit's crazy yeah yeah shit's crazy um 
I want to uh, I want to briefly bring up the Gorilla Glue Girl, uh, very very briefly, and I only want to talk about one aspect of this, and it's about accountability. Mm, okay. Um, accountability <clears throat> with a a woman. Anyone. How did? Okay, I'm confused. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into it. So the Gorilla Glue used to be together. Yeah, sense. the go- Gorilla Glue Girl or woman, I should say. Yeah, she's forty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure y'all have all heard about this. This this woman uh, thought it was gorilla snot to lay her edges. That's what she's saying. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, but actually <laughs> used gorilla glue to lay down her hair. Ended up with medical emergency. Couldn't get the shit off her head. Mm-hmm. Um. Whatever. So I just basically, have problems with. Buying Gorilla Glue or Gorilla Snot and thinking it would be something you should put in your hair. Either one of those sound appealing. None of this makes any yeah. sense. That's number one. <laughs> number that's that's number one. Um, <clears throat> number two is there's a I don't know what level of truth to this there is, but I have seen a lot of people and even suggestions that she's going to sue Gorilla Glue. Mm. <laughs> And I have seen some dissertation level arguments as to the merits of her case. Right. What all of them ignore is personal accountability. Mm. So all of these arguments were based in um, pretty much trying to lean on the fact of uh, cultural differences and misrepresentation. Okay. So I think I seen one argument that said, um, I'm going to try to be as accurate as possible here. Um, black women use hair product. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I'm rolling with you. And this being a product. Packaged similarly to a hair product is misleading and capitalizing on the potential confusion of black women. That's, this is something that I actually read. <laughs> I am a proponent of using the Gorilla products, right? Nowhere on any of the packaging do they show a human head or like applications for putting it on the body. So They're like, not. Usually sold in the same stores. Or sections if they are in the same store. Can you tell me a store where those two items might be sold? No. Walmart, maybe. Nigga selling it out of his trunk. And I don't think Walmart (laughs) carries Gorilla Snot. (laughs) Where the fuck you get that shit at? Like, that's some some Sally's Beauty Supply shit right there. Mm. But, like, my thing is, all right, and, and, and my also thing is, if she decides to sue, I hope she wins. (laughs) <laughs> I hope she gets her bread because fuck corporations, period. But at the end of the day, also, though, this is concerning to me mm-hmm. to think that people can just do dumb shit and pass the buck and get rewarded for doing dumb shit. That is not OK. Just had a, br- a brilliant idea. Light bulb moment. If I'm Gorilla Glue, I'm not going to allow the lawsuit to even happen. What I'm doing is I'm going to pay her to be a. Spokesperson. That's the first thing that I do immediately. Yeah, I'm like, like, no, nah, bitch, you know this shit work. Testament to our product, exactly. You know, she'll get paid still. Mm-hmm. It's a great um, 
moment as far as uh, publicity. And, like, everybody laughs and is happy at the end of the day. Yep. You don't have to deal with this bullshit of uh, virtue signaling and social justice warriors and all of that. That's exactly what I, Hey, I think we should open up a PR firm. Because I also... I also... Um, did you did you watch what happened between Tory Lanez and Young Blue over the last couple of days? Didn't Tory Lanez like remix the song? Tory remixed the song. Okay, I saw Young the Blue I took didn't. it down. <laughs> it was like, nigga, you tripping? Tory put it he back tried to up. Dry yeah, Tory Tory put another version back up. Young uh-huh. Blue had it shut back down again. Told him he was like, yo, if you tag me in your shit, then I'll put it back up because I'm a real nigga. That's what Young Blue said? Yeah. And then so that's Tori the only reason like, why he had beef with it? Yes. And then oh, Tori was oh, like, okay. damn, that's crazy because I actually fuck with you and I was yeah. inspired by your shit to make this shit. Yeah. And then Young Blue was like, nah, nigga, I just saw you the other day and mm. when you premiered my shit and you ain't say nothing to me, mm. you actually just walked right past me and I DM'd you and you ain't said nothing to me. And then the next thing we saw was both of them hanging out together, hmm. making music. Okay, <laughs> so that's well, dope that to yeah, me. Yeah. To me, that's dope. It's I'm glad to see black men exactly issues like that. Exactly, to like some kind of dumb violence. Shit. To me, that was the moral of the story. Is like niggas had some problems, mm-hmm. niggas resolved those problems, and now they linking up because they're both really dope artists. Yeah. Nobody is going to benefit except for us listening yeah. to them niggas get together. Shout right? out to Jay Z and Oz. Shout out to them. Speaking niggas. of older niggas and setting um, models for the young guys, that is exactly what they did. It was all their beef is make music together. There was something that the Joe Budden podcast pointed out that at this point I'm starting to track pretty closely. Every time Nas drops, Jay Z drops. <laughs> and so it's the weekend and um Weekend and Party Next Door. Next door. But look, Nas <laughs> has his own song on this Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Z has a song on there too. Like Nas can't do shit without Jay Z around there. So yeah, that's been happening for years. For though. a long time. Yeah. Uh, that's been happening since they squashed the beef, I feel like. Not during the beef. I feel like I feel like I feel like Hove told Tata some shit like nigga, every time this nigga drop him, we drop mm-hmm. some shit. And just kind of That's just like that subtle mind more. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. Always be your OG. Yep. <laughs> I'm always gonna be in the shadow, nigga. You always gonna have to look over your shoulder mm-hmm. for me. Um that. <laughs> I fucks with it too. I think that's dope. But yeah, uh, PR wise, though, is what I was talking about Mm -hmm. with the Young Blue and Tory situation. Uh, Because to me, Young Blue looked like a little bit of a bitch by just Mm -hmm. saying, oh, if you would have tagged me, then it would have been all good. No, 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 no. That's not how you flip this publicity. You know what I would have did if I was Young Blue? Originally, what would you have? For over it? Mm hmm. Hey, I don't like niggas who abuse black women remixing my songs. I wouldn't even did that. No, I would. I would just say I'm, that. I hear you. I'm gonna tell you mine. Okay. I would. I would. I would say that. Mm-hmm. And then what I would do? Let the internet do their thing on shitting on him for the song part. Mm-hmm. Not have to take his shit off. Then I hit up Tory and be like, "Yo, I don't know what you in the Meg situation is, mm-hmm. but we're gonna take this. <laughs> we're we're gonna take yeah. this somewhere." And now me and you can feud, and yeah. me and you can have a conversation. I could get it under because it sounds like, according to Tori, he's not on that, yeah. and he's trying to build back up his reputation. So yeah. I will help you do that yeah. if we guide this conversation in the way that I want it to go, mm-hmm. and that I have to look like I am helping or schooling or you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. benefiting this abuser. You know what I'm saying? I have to position myself right because what ends up happening is what Young Blue did was he looked like a bitch. 
and then he looked like he just folded to fuck with a celebrity. I feel like he would have, with your example, that would have looked the same way, though. Nah, it, it, he, you got to do it right. You got to say. Like you, if you say, I don't fuck with, then the next thing you see is y'all doing shit together. He might, okay. No, nah, what you could say is, you could, you could say something like, um, you could say something like, yo, I appreciate people fucking with my art, mm-hmm. but this is some shit that I don't fuck with. And I feel like this deserves a bigger kind. Like you know what I'm saying? Take it outside of yeah. Tory. Like um, I would, I would take it outside of that, and then bring him in to continue the conversation. Because you're gonna yeah. fuck with him anyway, right? You're gonna have to figure out how to bridge that PR gap anyway with okay. your fans. So like, make it on some altruistic shit where you are the benefit benefactor of trying mm-hmm. to help someone be better, right? Because right now you're not perceived in that same light. But True. in this situation now you just seem like a sympathizer. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no even if you don't give a fuck, you have to be perceived as pressing the dialogue on his actions or his yeah. behavior, right? Uh, even if you're going to be on his side, you have to try to uh visually show some sort of accountability or growth or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. See, what I envision is I'm going to borrow a nickel quote. 48 Laws of Power. Hey. <laughs> Never outshine the master. So since Tory Lanez is at a much higher position, the young blue who basically has one song out, that's not necessarily a hit, but it's, you know, people fuck with it. Right. I'm not even going to ask or complain about the not being tagged. I would just take Tory's post, repost it, and say, who did it better, me or him? And then say, like, let's record, let's link, uh, homie, or whatever. Then let the fans press Tory. Or, it's, you know, make that a conversation in a positive way where, like, I'm giving him his props, but also I'm not asking anything from him. The only way that I could see that backfiring is Tori is a much more popular artist. Right. That's So, that to me, that what that might like, do is... That creates the conversation of comparing the two. Cause well, what I'm get, saying like, is... Shade Room and other people posting and saying, who, who did a better version of this song? Because I don't think Shade Room would have posted his post of saying, who did this better? They do it That's all the what time. I'm saying. But what I'm saying is with Tori and Young Blue and mm-hmm. that song, I don't think it would have done that. I don't Why? think either. I don't think. Niggas love I don't comparing. Think, yes, but I don't think Tori's shit was hidden like that for it to be. That's why you create the conversation. Like, that's I guess something the other Cent part does a lot is he'll, if something he's doing is not working, he'll create an adversary. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is if Young Blue was to be the one to initiate that, mm-hmm. to say who did it better, like he was the one to reach out like and initiate the comparison of those two songs, I think that the Tory Lanez fan base is much bigger and would wash him out. But that's the thing. Then they're participating in the conversation. But I guess what and I'm you, saying is... Like your post gets numbers because they're going to come over and spam. So even if you lost, you win. What I think would happen is a post like that, once it gets a certain level of attention, is going to be reposted on Shade Room, mm-hmm. and then your post is not getting no more attention. It's the Shade Room that's post fine. that's getting attention. Because then it's people not are, though. No, no, no. Then people because are people are tagging this. Tory no, no, because he's are, the more popular artist. Here's the thing: when you create the comparison, people are going to listen to the music again. It's no, they're not, not though. That's the whole. That's my whole point. They're going to listen to the most popular shit. They're going to listen to both. I don't think so. We're talking about the masses. People who mm-hmm. listen to music and like. Might be actually interested in critiquing who did a better version of the song, mm-hmm. maybe, but the majority of people are not going to do that. 
I think Especially if you post it on the shade room And you know how they're gonna post it They're gonna post Tory's lane Tory's version first And then mm-hmm. Young Blue's version afterwards That's it that so, doesn't matter though. It does. You know why it, it's it doesn't the matter? Science of swiping, no, 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 bro. No, no. It, no it, it matters. Here, here's your assumption. You're assuming that most people have heard the Young Blue song. No, that's not my assumption. Okay, my assumption so, is more people have heard of Tory Lanez than right. they have heard of Young Blue. So whenever there's like a controversy with the artists and them borrowing or taking from another artist, people are always interested in hearing the comparison because they want to be the judge for themselves. So there will be lots of biased stories fans, but those even those fans get you numbers. Like if it's a numbers game, it doesn't necessarily matter who's right or who's wrong. If you're trying to get numbers, and when you get those numbers, that's when Young Blue can drop another single because now he has attention on him. So it works to benefit him I, without you having to lean on being like uh, uh, what do you like a social justice warrior saying I don't fuck with niggas abuse. Like I'm taking right, all of that out, right? I guess my example to counter that would be the Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem beef, that the most recent thing. Like, way more people know who Eminem is than Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Um, But who won? I think that most people. But who won? Most people would say Machine Gun Kelly won. Most people would say that. But why would they say that? Way much bigger following. Hold on, though. You have to understand why they would say that. Okay. Did he rap better? No. No. Yeah. So. Did he? Did he? Did he? Did uh, Machine Gun Kelly kill? Like, did he say something that ended Eminem's career? No. At the time these songs were getting released, who was the more popular artist? Eminem. What? He just released that uh that uh fucking album. Kamikaze? I don't know that. <laughs> Kamikaze. I think it was Kamikaze. One where he was talking about uh, uh yeah, it was Kamikaze. pop stars and shit again. Yeah, was, uh, whether the beef was before that or after that, like, you're gonna sit up here. What's and the tell last me? Machine Gun Kelly song you heard before that? It's not about me again. Well, you asked who was the, the most masses. popular, and it was. I'm still, talking about was, the I'm masses. It was Eminem still. In terms of music, I don't know if that's the case. What I'm saying is, nigga, what? I, what at okay, that moment, let's look at the I'm not, let's, let's look at the outlets to talk that. about rap, right? We'll say Power ninety, Hot ninety seven, um, one with Ebro, Hot ninety seven, yeah, Hot ninety seven, Power ninety seven, Power one hundred three point five, Charlamagne mm-hmm. and Joe Budden podcast, Drink Champs. None of those people were talking about Machine Gun Kelly singles, songs before the beef. But you did hear them talk about Eminem albums and the controversy as far as like Joe Budden not fucking with it and Royce talking about that or it doing numbers or some of the verses. Mm-hmm. That was happening before Machine Gun Kelly had beef. Yes. So like that's why I'm saying Eminem was more popular. People were actually talking about Eminem. Machine Gun Kelly was acting. Like I don't think anybody outside of his fans was looking for him. I guess my point though is because <clears throat> Young Blue doesn't do any of that shit. He's an artist. Right. He's a music artist. So yeah. this is about the music piece. And your point was that people are just going to compare the two pieces of music and pick which one is best. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no. Fam. No, no. I just said it's not about, about who's better. Well, that, what I'm saying is. You just making the comparison puts you in the mention of a Tory Lanez. I understand like that. But I, what I'm saying is the comparison itself is not enough. And I think that your idea gets mm-hmm. you that comparison. 
but it don't get you to profit necessarily. It don't. It doesn't allow you to monetize well, the that, affiliation. That's the second there. step outside of that. But yeah, and that's where my plan comes into. It not only gets you talked but about. Your plan makes it seem like you're two faced. No, it doesn't. You said I don't fuck with niggas that abuse women. Then you're later on you're in the studio with. So them. you don't necessarily have to say like okay, you don't you have say to something different. You you could say like. You could say something different, alluding to that concept of like, yo, this shit is. But if you're Tory, why would you fuck with him off of that then? Because it's a, it's a sneak diss. It's not a sneak diss. If you tag him, <laughs> it's like, well, hey, you said, yo, nigga, I, I don't appreciate niggas. What if you say this? Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, fam, it's some questionable shit going on around you and and some of my people that I give a fuck about in this industry. Let's have a conversation. How about this? How about, <laughs> like how that, about that's this? another way to phrase how it. How about this? All the people that did that when this shit originally happened, how does that help them? Like you think of Who the Maxo Creams, the Bun Bees, um, niggas at Rock Nation, like none of that hasn't helped any of them. Like that doesn't do anything outside of temporary. And these people that, have that the makes same level. Look better and feel better, but that doesn't help your relationship with Tori. Now he doesn't fuck with you because look at all the people that did that. He made verses about him and that one mixtape. So he's just going to make him because Tory's ego is very sensitive. If you think about anybody that spoke out against him, he dissed them. So like, I mean, if you're trying to you, but work with I guess what I'm saying you, is you can't insult him and if, like, it what I'm work, saying is work. maybe don't frame it in ter- in, in in terms of an insult. What I'm saying is you whatever you say, but you can though. What I'm saying is you can you okay. can alert. Mm-hmm. Your fans and the masses mm-hmm. about this thing that's happening that's bothering you without alienating anyone. And there's a way that you can trigger the masses mm-hmm. to pay attention without alienating your opponent. That's what I'm trying to say. The, the, know, the word craft I'm, here, I, the I, word I, crafting I, around bringing up the with, concept of I what Tori with did, whatever, yeah. like that. We can figure that part out. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that subject matter. And the subject matter of your song, like, it's a perfect fucking opportunity here. Right. We agree with the end goal. We just have different routes about going about it. I I guess my thing is the way that I would frame it is I would figure out a way to engage the masses in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Make sure that Tori is still going to engage in it. What conversation are you creating? It doesn't fucking matter. It does. No, it doesn't. Like you just (laughs) said with the people that diss Tori Lane's. Those conversations haven't led to anything. They haven't pieced it up. They just got verses. Nobody cares about the verses anymore. I'm talking about you, from the perspective of Young Blue. Any discussion matters. Yeah. It, no, it, no, it, no, no, it, no, no. Even this conversation where I'm saying he looks like a, a little bit of a bitch by trying to like say. But is anybody going to be talking about this next week, though? Like the, the, the thing that actually happened. The there thing was, that actually happened, no. But okay. the names involved, yes. This is how you build legacy. By being involved in these different situations right. throughout the course of your career. Mm-hmm. And the way that you handle these situations throughout the course of your career is how you build your reputation. And if you're telling me that as exactly. a young, new artist, exactly. the way that you position this argument with someone like Tory Lanez in mm-hmm. the position that he's in, there is absolutely a way that you can finesse a relationship with him, a relationship with your fan base, a potential relationship with, relationship with Meg, like there's a way that you can uh, do not all. Not even worried about Meg in this situation. You that's might to, not be. That's trying to do too much. You can't play both sides. Maybe, but no, what you, I'm saying is, can't. only person that did that is the baby, and that's because he's a bigger star than both of them right now. I I, I think you're missing my point. 
No, we have the same thing end goal. We don't because I'm speaking from a the position. The end goal is to get more young blue more spins to make him more popular. Is that not your end goal? No. What's your it's end goal? not to make him more popular. It's to put him in the conversation on the same level of these people as a fucking Tory Lanez and a Meg Thee Stallion. Because don't nobody, nobody is talking about Young Blue in the same conversation as them. Okay. Again, remember, this conversation is starting from a PR department. Right. I don't give a fuck about your success. I don't give a fuck about your spins. I don't give a fuck mm. about none of that. I give a fuck about your mentions, nigga. I give a fuck about how many people are talking about you. So no, that's what I'm saying. The way you're going about it is not going to work. I think it will. Like, here's my problem. Because you're going to, because, hold on, hold on. Okay. Because in my scenario, Mm -hmm. it involves more people in the discussion. I don't give a fuck where you land in the discussion. That's not not the point. You're not going to get anywhere trying to be neutral. That's not the point either. You said you can get finesse Tory and Meg. No, 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 no. That's not the point. The point is to maximize the number of people talking about this shit. It's not to benefit. Mm-hmm. It's not to get more streams because I'm beefing with Tory. That's not how it works. Yeah. It's to become more of a name. It's to get more mentions. It's so that your name right. <laughs> is on that ticker so, every couple minutes. It's okay. not about album sales. It's not about sales or anything. It's about making your name as a less popular person as consistent as consistently mentioned with these other celebrities. Your art okay. and your content. That's going to have to be, that's on you. I, I'm talking about trying to like, make yourself in the same brother, lexicon as brother, these other celebrities brother. that you're trying to be for. That's fine. I agree with you. But what you use as examples for that to happen, as far as you said, first kind of making a, a sneak disc. Then you said behind the scenes link up with them, make some music together. I, I never said anything about a sneak disc. You said, I don't. Really fuck with niggas that abuse women remixing my songs. What I said How was is that I, not a sneak this. And then I also said it's only a sneak I would this because you didn't mention. Names. I also said that I would f- fuck the wording, but I would bring up Tory's current situation uh-huh. and figure out a way to tie that into the beef of nigga you remix my song. How is that song. different than what you just said? Because it doesn't necessarily have to mention Meg. It don't have to mention I, domestic assault. Meg. But I did. No, no. In, in you, which the soundbite that you're taking, uh, I don't fuck with niggas who abuse women. That's the, not the point. The point is right. Give figure a, out. Can you to, give me a concrete? Nigga, I don't have time to come up with the wordsmithing ways. No, no, no. That you would, don't have to come up like, with wordsmithing way. Give me like an example of how you would do that because you shut down your own example. I didn't shut down my own example. I'm saying allude to the situation that he right. has with Meg. I don't. I don't fucking know what so, the words are right now. So why do you think that would be productive? Because that's the most important thing dealing with Tory Lanez right now. So, the only other affiliation we, he has with you is making remixing your fucking song. All I am talking about mm-hmm. is figuring out how to make people talk. <laughs> that's right. it. That's it. That's that's all. Well, how long is that talk going to last? It depends on how you finesse it. Figure it out. That's why just saying that is not the end of it. You also have to... <laughs> this is why this is a PR game. And this is why mm-hmm. it... it the surface level things that happen mm-hmm. may not make sense, right? But yeah. it's so much more in depth than just saying random shit. I'm not just saying, "Hey, mention that Tory is an abuser and you're good." No, nigga, right. it's it's so much more complicated than that. What I'm talking about is mentioning Tory and why he's famous right now mm-hmm. is probably the best way to get the to maximize the amount of people talking about you. 
And I don't understand how that doesn't make any sense to you. Because that's the worst way to do it. I you disagree, me, especially say, if me, you do it in a way where Tori is with it. What the fuck are you talking about? Let me it's t- not like Tori is avoiding this brother, conversation. Can I make a point? I'm going to give you a threefold answer. Tori's not going to agree to make it a better situation. You don't know that. He hasn't done it with anybody else. Sure he has. He made a fucking album about this bitch. No, no, what no. What do you mean? He hasn't embraced it in the sense that he's going to work with you to make it work. So maybe don't approach it that way. Maybe this approach your it. your idea. Hold on. Maybe approach it in a way where you are giving him a space to defend himself. Maybe you say, hey, yo, my right. homie Meg said this. What you got to say? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would say position it in a way mm-hmm. where you look a certain way, but then you also are able to garnish a conversation. If, if, if he positioned himself in a way where he says, yo, Meg told me this. But I don't know what the fuck was going on. What you got to say? Well, I mean, and then also, that gives Tori okay. the platform to explain himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a no. way to do it where, fam, this is about Young Blue. He okay. don't give a fuck about how Tori looks. This, this right? Is, no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. See, you're, what? you're, I'm, let me learn you something, young man. <laughs> Your position doesn't build any relationships either way. And the music, those are important. You're so confused because, yes, it does. Because me mentioning Meg and all of this shit with mm-hmm. Tori, fam, I have to talk to Tori first. Is Meg I have to talk to Meg and Tori first. Is Tori going to make a song with you? No. Maybe not. So, or, or, or if I choose, listen, this is what I'm saying. See, this if is I a very say, short-sighted view on no, how No, it's to, not, though. This brother, is what okay, you're not hold understanding. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 brother, Because brother, on your example. Brother. No, I have to go off of your example. No, brother, I'm not making my example. You keep talking over me. All right, we're gonna practice patience because you keep cutting me off. The playbook I'm borrowing from is the Jay Z playbook. You said how to get people to talk about you, how to get them to compare you to other people. What's the one thing Jay Z said that got him started to view it as that nigga in New York? He said, Who's the best, Biggie, Jay Z, or Nas? Creating comparison gets you in the conversation of you people talking about you with these artists. That's all he said, and once he said that, people were like, is Jay-Z better than Biggie, or is Nas better than Jay-Z? That's all you have to do, and once you do that, you're not sending shots either way. You're not creating this contentious relationship where you have to work behind the scenes to get someone to see your view or not to offend anybody. Just creating comparison gets people talking. That has happened for years. That is a proven method. That's all I'm saying Young Blue has to do. He doesn't have to do all these underhanded, overhanded, behind-the-scenes manipulation. All you have to do is compare yourself to this person, and people will talk about it, no matter if you have a bigger fan base or not. Because at that time, Biggie had a way bigger fan base than Jay-Z. Jay-Z eventually got to the level and surpassed him, but if you're the underdog, you have to create the comparison. Because the person above you is not going to do it. What song? This nigga had a whole... I guess my point is, at the moment when Jay-Z said that, mm-hmm. he was bigger than Young Blue would be by trying to make a comparison to Tory fucking Lanes. And if you're going to take advantage... What does that of matter? The, if you're going to take advantage of this moment in time... Mm-hmm. To try to capitalize on anything with Tory Lanes, I don't understand how you're going to try to do that without addressing the very fucking reason why he's in the news to. right now. You don't need to. You, you, 
You don't have to directly. You don't need to address it at all. I think you do. No, because once you address that. You have that, to allude to it. You have to here, bring it up. Here's the you thing. You have to. The people that when you bring up that, the people that are going to support you are going to be false support. It's going to be people that are social justice warriors and virtue signalers. So like Again, those I'm are, not talking about really garnering support, though. That's <laughs> not the goal here. You're talking about the conversation. I'm trying to get as many no, no, no. people talk about this situation <laughs> right. as possible. That's that's the sole goal that I'm speaking of. And that's here. short-sighted is what I'm saying. In terms of PR? Yeah. No, it's not because you then have you're to you're not getting any real numbers. They're well, false. Well, again, because this is PR, you have mm. to take that attention and mm. then monetize it. How are you going to monetize people that don't really fuck Nigga, with you? We're in the not first place? talking about that phase of the PR department right now. <laughs> That's not no, 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 like no. if you need me to lay out the entire plan from start to finish of how to take Tory Lane's randomly remixing your song mm -hmm. and how to monetize that, then I can lay that out for you. But that's the not what I'm is, doing here in terms of bringing fail. up. I'm not that's not what I'm talking about in terms of bringing up this discussion. What I'm talking about right now is figuring out a way for Young Blue to have made this conversation larger mm -hmm. about this discussion that him and Tory Lanez just had. Rather than it going, hey, I'm mad at you because you didn't tag me. Oh, my bad. I fuck with you. Let's link. And then we link. What I'm saying is I'm proposing an alternate strategy to create an even bigger conversation around that back and forth. What wow. you're talking about <laughs> is trying to figure out a way for... Young Blue to look the best in this situation. Oh, no, no, not at also all. Also get all. the most supporters out of the situation. Line up the way that you want him to. Like, I'm not talking about all of that shit mm -hmm. because the way that you monetize it is going to affect how the fuck you start the conversation. That's why I didn't harp on the wordsmithing or, like, the concept of how you do the debate. Mm -hmm. But it's the way that you frame it so that more and more people talk about it. I don't give a, I'm not talking about... The part where you make the people whose opinion I'm not talking about all I'm talking about is creating opinions. I'm not talking about the part where you take those opinions to monetize them. I'm not at that stage yet with this conversation that I'm having, because if I'm going to have that conversation, then I have to be a little bit more nuanced on how young blue reacts. Right. Like I have to be more specific about the words he uses. Right. I have to figure out the exact way that's going to get Tory Lanez to react in the way. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That nuance of that is not exactly what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is instead of taking the tactic of just being mad because he didn't tag you. Right. There's so many other ways that you could have garnered the conversation and benefited out of it other than being mad that he didn't tag you in the fucking song. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, we don't disagree with that point again. I, just, I guess you're, you're, what you're saying is my tactic of bringing up anything that has to do with Meg is going to alienate Tori, I'm and just, that's going to remove. I don't think it's going to give point. you the the response you're looking for. And I guess my thing is if you do it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you do anything right, ideally, but historically but that's the speaking, point of a that, fucking that PR firm. Work. That's the point of the PR firm, yeah. and this is why. I started this conversation by saying, damn, we should have a PR firm because we would do this shit differently. But like right, that, right. that was the whole point is like, fam, there's another way you could have done this mm -hmm. that would have probably worked out better for you than what you did. And my I mean, version of that. At the end of the day, 
he might got a nice story feature, which is best he can look for for somebody this point. doing a song. Yeah. So he didn't necessarily from a do it wrong. I, that's true. And that also remains to be seen, too. Yeah. Like, we might not yeah. ever hear from Young Blue again because of this. You know what I mean? Like, that also it, remains though. to be seen. I also. We got one song from Young Blue. We got all the time. Now that I think about it, my point is even more brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I've had some time to think about it. <laughs> I think mine is the most neutral way to go about it. What also Switzerland gets creating, you killed, bro? Huh? Switzerland gets you killed. Switch what? Switzerland? Ah, uh, Swiss well, gets Switzerland you killed. Good niggas is happy in Switzerland. What yeah. I'm saying is, you just create the the conversation of people comparing the two songs and back away. You don't show favoritism either way. You let Tory the people did to that already by making one. What I'm saying is, we're talking about alternatives for Young Blue to do, not necessarily um, anything else, right? So you create the appearance without being a bitch. You let the other people, you let everybody else talk about it. You don't say your opinion either way. So nobody can pinpoint you or corner corner you into a a space where you don't want to be. You let other people talk about it. You step away. Then if someone says something, like, oh, well, I was just comparing the songs, or I don't like him, or... You know, Meg reached out to me and I decided, you know, I want you to take the song down. You can, you have more room to manipulate when you make other people talk about it as opposed to you making the conversation. Because if you talk about the most relevant issue either way, you've put yourself in the corner. And now people are going to assume this about you. Yeah, maybe... I guess my thing is by Tory Lanez remixing the song, mm-hmm. he took care of that part already. Not necessarily. I don't have to. Well, yes, because he's a bigger artist than me. But I mean, like, <laughs> he took my to, song. He's talking about it. The you fuck? don't have to switch sides, though. I mean, you don't I didn't have to say anything side, about switching right? sides. All I'm saying is he has done the work of comparing us by taking yeah. a lesser artist song and remixing it. I don't have to say that. So now you're saying you don't say anything? No, I didn't okay. say that. I don't have to I don't have to press people to compare our songs. Oh, you're not pressing people. Well, what you said was the I'll only thing you. that I would say is who did it better. Mm-hmm. That's asking people, the masses, to make press. their own it's a question. It's a question, but it's, it's asking not, it's the like, it's I think asking this is better. If, My version is better, it's pressing. Okay. But I guess the goal here is to get the conversation going. But you saying who did it better is not going to garner more conversation than one of the biggest artists in the world remixing your fucking song. But my point is both of those happened. Like, it happened, so what can you do after it happened? Not, of course, Tory Lanez is, is going gr- gonna to garner more attention, duh. Just, that's I think the thing that happened when we're talking about steps afterwards. I think you're missing my point. Uh, I think you're okay. missing the point where when let's it, pretend. Can you let's, make your point better? I don't mean that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I understand. For me. Let's pretend that we are Young Blue's PR team. Uh-huh. And he called us because he just found out Tory Lanez remixed his song. Mm-hmm. That's the starting point. Right there. Young Blue yeah. just called us and said, yo, Tory just remixed my song. I don't know what to do. And he didn't tag him, right? So, okay. Tory remixed this man's song. Mm-hmm. Young Blue calls us saying, I don't know what to do. So we're presenting right. brand before you get to anything other than this man has remixed my song. Right. That's where I'm starting at. Okay. Which your point is, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, what your point is, you would take that and advise him to, all right, what I would like for you to do is figure out a way to build this conversation by facilitating a comparison between you and Tory Lanez because he just made your song. You have a song. Figure out who the masses think has a better song and build off of that. What I I am saying is I would capitalize on why Tory is famous to facilitate the conversation of the songs themselves. Okay. So I think that's fair. So let's take it another step, right? Okay. So in doing it our ways, who is most likely going to be talking about young blue after the decisions we've advised him to make? Like what type of people are they going to be? Tory Lanez fans are they going to be Meg the Stallion fans are they going to be social justice warriors like who do you think is going to listen to it based off of the different responses if he could have he could have taken I don't think that's a fair question because Why? I didn't talk about any type of messaging right I'm just saying in, hold on okay in 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 my proposal I didn't talk about audience or messaging I didn't talk about either one of those right what you talked okay. about is directly who you should be talking to. Uh, uh, that's not important here, right? That's to me. That's not the important piece here. I'm not the important about piece. Who you directly talk to us about creating a conversation, and what's that conversation? See, that's why I asked who we talking okay, about. Okay, so maybe that's a little bit more accurate. Yeah. Yours is more so about controlling the conversation. Mine mm-hmm. is more so about just have a fucking conversation. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck if you support me, Meg, or Tori. Mm -hmm. Talk about this shit. That's the point, (laughs) right? Like, it's not about, oh, I need to make sure the social justice warriors support me. Or, oh, I need to make make sure that Meg's fans support me. Or, oh, I need to make sure that Tori and his people understand that I'm... That's not what Mm -hmm. this conversation right here is about. As a PR firm, we have to do that long term. We have to build that out. I'm talking about I'm talking about the one specific aspect of building a conversation. I think my point and building the conversation. There's no way you can sit up here and tell me that if you're conversating, if Mm -hmm. you're in any kind of discussion with Tory Lanez, that you will not benefit or make the conversation bigger by involving in some form or fashion the reason why the fuck he's famous right now. Yeah. That only makes sense, I'm even just, if it benefits Tory. You can't not talk about right. that. I, like I feel you. Like I think you make a good point. I don't know if there's evidence to back that, but to even like double down. Oh, do you got white people? White people paperwork for the for the evidence <laughs> drop. <laughs> it's not that true. is blasphemous. <laughs> that too. That too. Um, That's this is not a government funded activity. Uh, I, I have the right to discriminate. But um, here's the thing. I, I thought even more so about why my point might work best, right? Mm-hmm. So you can even build upon making it who did it better and, like, looking at something like a TikTok and thinking of a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if you think you can do it better than either one of us, you make your version. I make it a challenge. I start posting the clips from the challenge. Now even more people are listening to the song, or at least the song itself is getting more spin because people are playing it. 
Like it's I feel like you can maneuver more when you what you said are Switzerland. Because mm. like yeah, I don't know. I, I this is like maybe we need to have conversations about building a business plan for a PR company because mm. this is stretching my thinking a little bit, <laughs> right? Um, but I I I don't know, man. I just feel like there's um, because w- w- I guess what I'm saying, the difference in between what we're saying is you're saying by being Switzerland. You can spread in both directions. Like you have more options. You have more options. Yeah. What I'm saying is by creating your own land, mm. <laughs> you create your own options. And I think those fundamentally might be limited though. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think fundamentally what we're talking about is what is most likely like what's the what gives you the biggest percentage of success mm. versus uh, high risk, high reward, <laughs> and I think my you version mean, is the high risk, high risk, high reward, yeah. Yeah. because you can take <laughs> this whole conversation, you could finesse it to a relationship with Tori, with Rock Nation, with Meg, with mm-hmm. anybody, but yours though is based on the climate. Mm-hmm. You're going to benefit regardless yeah. because you're going to be in the most um, uh, stable position, right? Oh, like. Oh. That to me that makes sense. I think that kind of okay. represents our personalities too, right? Like, true. fuck it. If I'm in here, I'm going for it. Yeah, fuck you, that's, mean? That's very true. I, but at the end of the day, if this nigga don't have another three songs in a deck, none of this shit's going to matter. I mean, he got a Drake feature. That's a great start. Yeah. But like, what's next? Yeah, that's very true. What is next? That's the biggest question out of all of this. To be honest with you, I'm blue because I really fuck with the song. Yeah, me but too. I want to have some more music, man. Me too. Um, Drake's line about hugging hugging somebody in the club and them type of hugs still resonating with you, man. <laughs> man. Um. All right, where are we at on time? It's about about that time. Ooh. Oh yeah, songs of the week. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do. That's that fucking long ass PR conversation. <laughs> um. All right, I am going to play. Um. Let's see. Should I play the black, black, black? I keep the one that say black, black Judas. Black, black, black. <laughs> black Judas. Judas the, might have been black. Well, he was Jewish. He was definitely Jewish. I don't know if he brown. was brown. Yeah. If well, they said Jesus had skin of bronze and hair of nappy hair. That's what it sounds like black. a nigga to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a nigga to me. Um, all right. So in that case, then I am going to play. Um, a song off the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is called "Revolutionaries" by uh, G Herbo featuring Bump J. Mm, shout out to the nigga Bump J. Legend. Uh. All situations good or bad come with me. Depend on what it means to you. Live and learn, man. Love more than most. Niggas stressed out. I'm in between celebrating and feeling left out. But I'm still counting my blessings. Traumatized, so we rhyme with Wessons. Locked and loaded up with rounds of protection. Profound with aggression. You found us on essence. We drowning in lessons and rounding in sessions. Trying to pound out the sound of oppression. Hearing this and now you bound to respect it. Motherfucker, coalition going bad because you rocking with other suckers. Now that pressure heavy. Front line, why you never ready? Wanna shine, but they never let me. 
for past chasing me and never catch me. Cause the truth is scary. When them shootings vary, shit was revolutionary. So I'm staying like a man. Do you understand? Create a fist from your hand. Do you understand? And never quit on your plans. Do you understand? We can't get rich off this land. Do you understand? Made my first hundred grand, a hundred rubber bands. Happy I could share it with the fam. Lost friends and I shed tears in my lamb. Had to face it like I'm doing glam. Made my heart numb and used my head. Try to analyze what I said. I broke bread and they ain't give a damn. Had to think about myself, but I ain't selfish. I'm just one man. Therefore, if I'm feeling helpless, then I'm going blam. I'm going all in. Like the Panthers, I just want to see us all win. I mean, all the people like me, but not with cars and nice things. All the hustlers on the street with Nikes and white tees. Light skin, and so I had to toughen up to fight these. If you elevate your mind just like me, it might ease. Suffocating and they blaming it on lean and tight jeans. But if you stay awake and dream the right things, you might breathe. Kill Stand like a man, do you understand? Create a fist from your hand, do you understand? And never quit on your plans, do you understand? We can't get rich off this land, do you understand? Being rich is a mind state, yeah, I understand. We was ballin', I took a L, well, let's run again. Rather 10 line and 50 sheep, you don't understand. My circle small, you 50 deep, still you under man. Out here with that drum again, I'm just trying to make it home. Think my own people trying to oop me, Lord, I pray I'm wrong. Keep calling me bro, like I'm slow, I just play along. Nigga, Try to snake them gone, drum finna play a song for them. The sky's the limit, now the sky's the floor. Head in the clouds, God quiet the noise. Headed to trial, I should have fired the lawyer. Tell a lie with my hand on the Bible, I lie in the soil before I'm compromising my morals. I blue M's, not on me, on us. But that type of shit don't show up on a stat sheet. I'm driving, can't nobody ride up in the back seat. Cause that back door open and I can't let them catch me that sweet. Stand like a man, do you understand? Create a fist from your hand, do you understand? And never quit on your plans, do you understand? We can't get rich off this land, do you understand? Yeah, man, that's a revolutionary Bump J. Uh, I'm sorry, G Herbo featuring Bump J off the uh, Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack. It's a good little song. track. Yeah, that's probably the most surprising person to see on this album, honestly. Is G Herbo? Oh, Bump J. J. I was about to say, G Herbo? <laughs> nigga from Chicago, Fred Hampton died here. Bump J is uh, such a local artist. I wonder, well, I'm pretty sure G Herbo got him on there. But yeah, I like I like them together. They should make more music. I agree. Um, and it's a lot of Chicago. Polo G is on here a lot. Mm-hmm. G Herbo, I think, is the only artist on here twice. Well, actually, I guess it makes sense that Bump J was on there. Chicago, Fred Hampton, yep. Chicago yep. nigga. Yep, yep, yep. Shout out to Fred Hampton, R.I.P. Um, all right, so my songs are going to be, even though this is coming out after Valentine's Day, I'm still going to play some songs appropriate for Valentine's Day. I'm going to put you at both ends of the spectrum. We got a real raunchy, nasty song. For y'all, and we're going to have a more sensual R&B song. But this rap song I have that's a little bit more on the raunchy side is yeah. called 1-800-HORNY oh, wow. by my girl Kamaya. Yeah. <laughs> so here y'all go, 1-800-HORNY. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, twerking from the front. Nah, nah, not that booty shake shit. 
Sick of these hoes running around here shaking all that ass, man. Bitch shaking her ass at the party. Then you get the bitch home and fuck her and the bitch can't fuck. Damn, bitch, you dance like you could fuck. The fuck happened? Can I get a bitch that know how to fuck? Do any of you bitches know how to fuck? Oh, you gon' fuck me like that? Keep fucking me good, I keep fucking right back. To keep this shit a hundred like stacks. I heard you had some good dick, then know you swung it like that. That's facts, I like the way that you dug it Hand on my hips and your lips while we fucking Push it real good, push it good, keep pumping Even if we are something, don't tell a bitch nothing No, I don't like these hoes in my business They can't speak on it if it never gets mentioned I swear God is my witness I never get sprung on my niggas that give dick I hit them, yes I hit them No cap nigga, I fuck them senseless All night long, I fuck them endless If you fuck with me, don't fuck my bitches Fuck me slowly, come give me that shit like you owe me, ayy, but don't fuck my homies, I'm cuffing that shit you mine only, ayy, whenever you want me, call 1-800-I'm-horny, ayy, whenever you lonely, call 1-800-I'm-horny, 1-800-I'm-horny, that's right, 1-800-I'm-horny, let's vibe, call those digits, I'll be sure to arrive, all these bitches say they freak, but they ain't fucking like I, keep a freak bitch on her knees, bitch, Giving me head, nigga, give her deep dick Out in public, we don't do no speaking But up in private, we be on some free shit I keep a nigga that's stroking Giving me that dope dick I'm a dope bitch, coming straight up out of Oakland Only like a nigga that's a certified dope man Finger on the trigger, banging on some West Coast shit M.O.B. spend money on bitches Ain't tricking if you got it, baby, it ain't gold digging Keep me a bitch that's always gon' listen Cause I blow a bag and she don't fuck with broke niggas Fuck me slowly, come give me that shit like you owe me, ayy, but don't fuck my homies, I'm cuffing that shit you mine only, ayy, whenever you want me, call 1-800-I'm-horny, ayy, whenever you lonely, call 1-800-I'm-horny. Right here, bitch, I'm bringing it, bring it, what the fuck you got? He was on the dance floor, one leg in the air, bitch, tearing shit up, put a dick in you, the bitch stiff as fuck. Need a bitch that know how to twerk from the front, man. Twerk that pussy, bitch. Like that, hell yeah, like that. Can't come at a nigga like me with that weak shit. Bitch. All right. That was 1-800-Horny, Kamaya featuring Too Short. That was a good record. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Somebody's gonna get the cheeks clapped to that one. To that beat. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, g Easy is gonna be featured on that song in a remix. only hope. Yeah. Hope he makes the best remixes. Facts. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna play. Um, excuse me, I'm gonna play a song from uh, Devin the Dude off his Soulful mm. Distance al- album. It's called uh, "Nothing Really, Just Chilling." Okay, this is new to me. Let me hear this one. I'm not in my right mind. And it's night time, higher than a Georgia pine, but it's time to write rhymes, shoot them through the pipeline, to your partners in the public, hoping that they love it, fuck it if it has no subject, but some act like Uncle Ruckus, don't want niggas have it done, like the only thing we like is fighting, shooting, stabbing, cutting, no I have no nine to five, but I rap and sing at least, now I cop a box of chicken, used to get a wing a piece, do you want your cornbread, man you better go on hit, oh man, anyone you can call, Shit, my phone did. Tone said it 89. Time to do the wild thing. I'll slang cow brain and serve it with child mane. Cloud rains. I mean, rain clouds over my head. 
I don't even know what I said. I'm just tripping, rapping, tipping, tapping, sipping, laughing. Let me get that, babe. What's happening? What you doing? What you doing? Nothing really, just chilling. What you doing? What you doing? Nothing really, just chilling. What you doing? What you doing? Nothing really, just chilling. What you doing? Really something silly groove to fill my album up. Smooth and witty, cool and chilly. Who that bitch to grab my nuts? DJ, turn the music up. Put a little more bass in it. Bandit got a hookah full of weed. I guess I'll take a hit. For the sake of it, I'll buy a whole bottle. A Bud Light and take a cold swallow. Go holler at my partners, cause now everybody's got it. That loud and fire, that heat, that gas, that exotic. The rockets, astros, arrows, and comets. All in Houston, flying high just like commas. High as fuck, time is up. Three o'clock, club closed. Nothing else popping but AKs, gauges, and snub nose. Rub toes with the gal later when we hit the sheets. Right after she break the weed down and I split the sweet. Finally by to get a piece, spin the freak. Telephone rang. What the hell you want, man? What you doing, nigga? Devin the Dude, Nothing Really Just Chillin', uh, off of the Soulful Distance album. That, uh, go check out Devin the Dude, man. Devin the Dude is one of them people that I don't understand why he's not one of the most famous voiceover actors <laughs> ever, and especially in hip-hop. Yeah, has some really great music in my favorite uh, Three Stacks verses. Ooh, that's high praise. Mm-hmm, man, that Wait, what song is that? The Three Stack Verses? Yeah. What a job. Have you heard it? Uh, Definitely. Okay. I just didn't know the name of the song. What a job this is. Rolling up a swish of sweet. Yes, sir. Uh, anyways, <laughs> check that song out as well when you listen to the album. All right. Um, my song, like I said, this is on the other end of the spectrum where this is a more sensual song by one of my favorite R&B artists. I really feel like a lot of people don't talk about, but he makes some really great music. This is a tone, stiff devotion. Give me something money came by Give you my devotion 
Cream pie music, but <laughs> <laughs> devotion by Tone yeah. Stick. Yes, yeah, he's been releasing some really great music. So go and uh, support and check that brother out. You know, um, if you have some children, um, don't blame me, blame him. But uh, <laughs> if you have children, they probably got made that way. Good <laughs> lord, ooh, that definitely should be a, a playlist. The cream pie music, cream pie music. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, we should, um, <clears throat> we should. Uh, what is that called? Revamp mm. the pod playlist, or should make another one just for the Valentine weekend? Oh yeah, I could do that today. Yeah, I'll do that. That'd be lit. Maybe put like thirteen songs, or you would need a lot of songs because you'd be fucking for two hours. Listen, man, <laughs> I need a I need a warm up song. I need a warm up song. You know what I'm saying? I need an intermission song when I go for my water break. <laughs> Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> all right, is there anything else that we should talk about? Nah, man, we're closing in on two hours. Yeah, man. we need to shut this thing <laughs> on down. Um, 
But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. If you have no idea what just happened to your ears, let me tell you. It was the Self-Medicated Podcast. Mm -hmm. And I am your host, The Wayfair, a.k.a. Quinn Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. That's true. And it's true. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Yes, confirmed. A.K.A. Young Wastradamus. Here, as always, with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, A.K.A. the box hunter, A.K.A. one pop poppy, A.K.A. the bottom feeder, A.K.A. the black Kevin Sorbo, A.K.A. young black Hercules, A.K.A. the strongest nigga you know. That's the, is that the, is <laughs> that the move now? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah, it's the Self-Medicated Podcast, and we out. <laughs> <laughs>